0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc welcome to the anxiety coaches podcast a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety panic and ptsd sharing how you can overcome them for life Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today, I want to talk about four steps to stop fearing your feelings. Feelings are fine. It is when we are fearing them that we get into trouble. Just like when we have physical sensations that come up from our anxiety, it is not the actual physical sensation that causes us so much trouble, or keeps us down the wormhole, it is the fearing of those sensations. So it's the same with our feelings and our emotions. If we can just feel them and get on with life, they're fine. They change constantly, but it is our fear of them that begins to cause us more distress, fuel to the fire, and next thing you know, we're taking a trip down the wormhole. Fear is the number one feeling that anxious people fear. I know that sounds <laughs> that sounds tricky, but it is the fear, that feeling of fear that people who have anxiety actually fear the most. I was stuck in that loop of, I can remember saying to myself before it was even called anxiety in my world, I was like, I'm just afraid of being afraid. Like I I didn't want to be afraid. That was my number one fear was the fear. Another one that comes up a lot is sadness. And people don't like to feel sad. So they kind of have a little resistance to it. And uh, of course, it isn't somewhere we want to go all the time. But sadness is a part of life. And so what happens is sadness may begin to bubble up as your anxiety begins to clear. And I want you to remember this as you're moving on your journey out of anxiety panic. I want you to begin to remember that sadness may bubble up. You may actually, it may have been bubbling up all the time, but now you can actually finally feel some of these other feelings and emotions that were highly overshadowed before by anxiety. This causes stress for many people to the point of an anxiety or panic attack. This stress of feeling sadness and it coming up as a new emotion or something coming up stronger than they had been feeling in the past, it scares them and it stresses them and it puts them into another panic attack. So we want to pay attention to it. We want to realize that sadness, when it comes up, is a normal emotion in this life. The analyzing and the overthinking of our emotions is no different than the analyzing and the overthinking of the physical sensations of anxiety. And you know how we talk a lot about staying away from overanalyzing whatever your physical sensation is. Maybe it's your heart. It's a common one or uh, chest, tightness in the chest or the fluttering heart. And it's the analyzing and overthinking of that physical sensation that causes you to add fuel to the fire and stay in anxiety and add to that f- sensation that you don't like, or that is causing you distress. We keep ourselves in it by overthinking it. And we do the very same with our feelings and our emotions. We look at them. We especially want to analyze and overthink our emotions and our feelings because we think we need to figure them out. We need to find out where they came from, where they're going to, and and that we have to fix them or change them. But I have news for you that there is a better way to deal with feelings and emotions as they come up. And that is to let them be to feel them. Feeling fear, sadness, frustration, rejection, feeling bored or moving into happiness or joy, etc., these are all normal feelings. They are emotions that come up that cause us to have feelings. And these are just simply, these ones I listed are simply samples of the full spectrum of the human feelings and emotions. There are a lot of uh, feelings and emotions and we Uh, we can expand on them or we can, we can bring them down into a few, right? Like there are some great resources for lists of feelings. And I will put that in the show notes, nonviolent communication on their website. They have a beautiful list of feelings and emotions and feelings and emotions of when our needs are being met and when our needs are not being met. So then we can be able to see, instead of calling them good feelings or bad feelings, we see them in a different light of feelings and emotions of when my needs are being met and when my needs are not being met. And so their list is wonderful because it really expands it out. It will have Uh, happiness, and then a whole list under happiness. And you begin to be able to expand your own repertoire of feelings and emotions and begin to see, oh, they really do change all the time. And that's a very important point because when we are struggling with anxiety, we tend to get attached to any feeling whether it's a happy feeling of when our needs are being met or a distressed feeling of when our needs are not being met and we attach to them and think that it's never going to change if it's a, if it's a difficult feeling and then we hope that it will never change if it's a feeling uh, that gives us pleasure so we want to pay attention to the fact that these feelings and emotions always change. And if we can be with that, we can ride them out. It's just like the ocean. It doesn't stay static. It isn't just always one level. My goodness, the waves come in, the tide comes in, uh, it moves up the beach and it moves way out the beach. And you can have a way of dealing with this. You can fight it, or you can go with it if you want to be there when it's high tide go when it's high tide if you happen to be there and there's big waves ride them don't fight them and this is what we want to do with our emotions often things come up that we feel like we can't deal with but we don't have to control it all it's the control that happens to get us in to more and more trouble but we can just sit back and notice Again, we get a lot of practice doing that when we practice our sitting meditation. We notice and then we can just let it be. And in the letting it be, it tends to come and go as it needs to. And the more we let it be, the quicker it changes and the quicker it happens to resolve or soften and then we can just deal with it and be with it. We don't have to change it. We don't have to fight with it. We don't have to fix it. Often, people have been raised or conditioned by culture or families, teachers to repress feelings and to have been taught that they have to control their feelings. And so when we're taught this from... A very young age, or when we're taught this over a long period of time, we begin. To live this and we begin to live this need to control all of our emotions and our feelings, perhaps pushing them away or burying them deep. And they do, they go down. They go down into our subconscious. They don't go away. They just are removed from our consciousness and they're pushed down, but they are still in our mind, in our subconscious, and they're in our body. And so we do well to deal with each feeling and emotion as it arises, and then it can fall away naturally on its own without having to be pushed into the subconscious to come out in some unexpected or sideways way, It's very common and that's a discussion for a whole nother podcast, but just know today that we don't need to push it away or be rid of our feelings or our emotions, even if they're challenging or difficult. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So what is it that we're to do? Well, let's get into our four steps, four things that we can do when things come up. And they're going to come up as long as you are on this planet. You're going to have all kinds of emotions. Again, I want you to be able to live that full spectrum of emotions. Or, as uh, the title of John Cabot Zinn's book, The Full Catastrophe Living, Full Catastrophe Living, the whole thing, the entire enchilada. It is going to come. We can't just take one side of life. We always have both sides of life. When we pick up the stick, we get both ends. And that's okay because each side, each emotion, whether it's when our needs are not being met or when our needs are being met, informs the other side. It is because of the dark that we can see light. So let's look at number one. Let the feelings and emotions come and let the feelings and emotions go. I want you to try to be with them without adding to them any thoughts, judgments, or stories. Those are the places that we begin to add that which is not there to it. A feeling or emotion is simply that. And the more you can be quiet with it, sit with it, let it be, it can either tell you a message that it or a direction change or give you insight or not. It can be just a feeling. So let it do what it needs to do. Let it be there. And the more you let it be there, I guarantee you the quicker it begins to go. They come and they go, as long as we're not adding to them with thoughts, judgments, or stories. The second piece that I want you to pay attention to here, the step that I want you to take to heart is learn more about the full spectrum of feelings and emotions. Again, I'll put that link to the list of feelings from nonviolent communication in the show notes. And it will give you a good idea. Uh, And maybe some of you already know this that, you know, all the range of feelings from extreme pain and hatred and negativity to joy and ecstasy. There is a lot in between there. And we play with all of these. All of us do not just when you have anxiety, but it is amplified when we have anxiety because we want to add so much to it. We want to analyze. We want to judge it. We feel like we're silly. We shouldn't have such feelings. We, we put judgment on it and it causes us to add fuel to that anxiety fire. And then we still have all those hormones raging, don't we? It's like we just add to it and add to it. Well, one of the ways to stop adding and to interrupt the cycle is to do the first thing, the first step of letting them come and letting them go. And then the second step, learning more about this full range of emotions. And I want you to notice that you feel many of these feelings and that they do come and that they do go. With what? With time. One of the things the anxious mind does not like to do is to let time pass. It wants everything right now. So I want you to practice letting time pass. The third step is to recognize and challenge your beliefs. And that means the things that you feel the things that you feel attached to feelings uh expectations that you have about how you should feel and this way you can eliminate that judgment that i talked about earlier because once you recognize that you're having an expectation of how you should feel once you drop that you don't have to be hard on yourself You don't have to beat yourself up about feeling a certain way. It just is. It's another part of who we are. And the more we resist it, the more it will persist. So recognize and challenge your beliefs, those beliefs about how you should feel and how you shouldn't feel. The fourth step is one that we talk about a lot. It's always good to review and talk about our breathing again and slowing things down. If we can slow down our action and our thought process, we begin to be able to find a place that we can interrupt it. But the faster we go, the less space there is for us to see a place where we can interrupt the cycle. And one of the ways to get yourself to slow down is to breathe consciously. And we do that by simply slowing the breath down. And again, I want to reiterate here from the other podcasts, there is no need for a particular type of counting or manipulating your breath. What we're trying to do is just to be with what is and slow it down. And we do, and I know that it's not helpful when breath and your breathing is one of your anxiety triggers. It can just throw you for a loop if I were to tell you to breathe in a certain way and hold it a certain way and then count it a certain way. That may work for a lot of people, and it works an amazing way in different yogic practices and for different health purposes. But when we are in the throes, of anxiety panic. When we are down in the wormhole, we need to keep it simple and we don't need to add possible hyperventilation to anything. So we want to just relax our belly. Just let it poof out. And that lets the diaphragm flatten out and the lungs to expand a little more and deepen. That lets the breath go a little deeper. So that it's the inhale. And then we just want to exhale. Just slow it down. You maybe can let it go a little longer at the end, but slow it down. You'll get used to this after a while, and then you'll. This will become your new default. When you start getting stressed out, you'll want to go to this breath naturally because what it does when you slow down your exhale, you can stimulate your own parasympathetic nervous system all on your own, no drugs required, and you can begin the process of calming both your mind and your body. So again, the four steps, let the thoughts come and let the thoughts go. Number two, learn more about this full spectrum of feelings. Get comfortable with it and let time pass through those feelings. The third one, recognize and challenge your beliefs of how you should and shouldn't feel. Notice any expectations. And number four, slow things down and breathe. I hope this has been helpful for you. And I look forward to talking to you guys again in another couple of days. And now for today's quote. Your emotions are meant to fluctuate, just like your blood pressure is meant to fluctuate. It's a system that's supposed to move back and forth between happy and unhappy. That's how the system guides you through the world. And that's from Daniel Gilbert. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.